This evening I'm going to start with the talk and end with questions. Uh, because uh, tonight is the last in the series of talks on the Four Noble Truths. We'll talk about the fourth of them. But it's going to be uh, just like an assortment of some more side dishes about aspects of the Eightfold Path that have been of interest, rather than trying to squeeze a comprehensive talk on all eight aspects of the path. That's all in my book. (laughs) So tonight will just be a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then afterwards we can have some time uh, for some questions, if you like. So in in the sutta, the Buddha asks the questions, and what bhikkhus is the noble truth of the way of practice leading to the end of dukkha? So there's the truth of dukkha, the truth of the cause of dukkha, the truth of the end of dukkha, which we've discussed already. What is the noble truth of the way of practice leading to the ending of dukkha? It is just this noble eightfold path, namely right view, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. So just a note about that. When I first was learning about the teachings, and for quite a few years, this was when I was in the Peace Corps in Thailand. I was very young, I was 20, 21 years old. Very excited about being in the Far East and learning about Buddhism. And I would read this list of the Eightfold Path, and for years I couldn't even remember all eight steps, because it just seemed like another list, you know, an abstraction. But what has been so amazing over all these years of practice is that each of these steps really come alive. I mean, it's not by accident that the Buddha put these eight things in this sequence. And so it's just interesting to uh, listen in a way, and your own reading, your own study about this, in a way that really connects with how we're living the Dharma. I mean, this it's not, this is not uh, an insignificant teaching. Because just as the river Ganges slants, slopes, and inclines towards the east, so too a bhikkhu who develops and cultivates the Noble Eightfold Path slants, slopes, and inclines towards Nibbana. That's where the path is leading. Uh, And so, just to begin to learn about each of these steps, uh, and to really explore each one in depth, and how we're relating to it, is is a very profound part of our practice. the The first step on the path, as you know, is right view. And it's not by accident 
I think that right view is the first. If you remember Bhikkhu Bodhi's remarks that I concluded with last night, really to accomplish the goal, we only need two things, to start and to continue. But he left a little something out. We have to be walking in the right direction because we can start and continue and if it's the wrong direction, we will never reach the goal. And so the Buddha laid the foundation right in the beginning of this path. We need to have a right understanding. And this is, this is really a wisdom component. It's interesting that in these teachings, we start with wisdom, at least some level of it. That's the beginning. We're not starting with belief. We're not starting with dogma. We're starting with right understanding, which sets the direction. Once we're walking in the right direction, then all we need to do is to continue. Bhikkhus, just as the dawn is the forerunner and precursor of the rising of the sun, so too right view is the forerunner and precursor of the understanding of the Four Noble Truths as they really are. I love that image. Just as the dawn is the precursor to the rising sun, right view is the precursor to our understanding of these four liberating truths. So in the text, the Buddha talks about two kinds of right view. And what bhikkhus is right view? Right view, I say, is twofold. And this first one is very interesting. There is right view that is affected by taints, partaking of merit, ripening on the side of attachment. And there is right view that is noble, taintless, supramundane, a factor of the path. So that's pretty interesting. You know, that there's a right view that, you know, is partakes of merit affected by taints, ripening on the side of attachment. What's all that about? He goes on to explain in some detail, and it has a lot of relevance for us, again, particularly as lay people living in the world, because this, we could, we could call it mundane right view. It's not necessarily the right view that leads to liberation or freedom, but it is the right view that enables us to live happily, to live at ease, to live in harmony. And in the Buddha's description of this mundane right view, there's, there's a whole list of things. I just want to highlight <coughs> uh, one of them uh, this evening. And that is the understanding that our actions have consequences. The Buddha's highlighting the understanding of the law of karma in this mundane right view. That what we do matters. And as I'm sure all of you know, 
the Buddha said that every volitional action will bear fruit, either pleasant or unpleasant results in the future, (coughs) depending upon the motivation associated with that intention, with that volition. So those actions based, motivated by greed, hatred, delusion, that's like planting the seeds of suffering. All of those actions motivated by generosity, by love, by wisdom, we're planting the seeds of happiness. So this is hugely important. I read someplace <coughs> that the Dalai Lama commented, you know, in the Buddha's teachings, there's so much emphasis on understanding emptiness, you know, the insubstantiality of things, the emptiness of self, 